This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Fifteen years on up, uh, a great deal of my thoughts were uh, basically unshareable. We are all evil in some form or another. Yes, I am not a hundred percent, but I am evil. My mother was a, a sick, angry, hungry, and very sad woman. I hated her, but I wanted to love my mother. This is Serial Killing, a podcast. Welcome to Serial Killing, a podcast. And this is our October extravaganza, where you're going to get some extra kind of Halloween Octobery themed podcasts this month. This particular podcast is going to be the story of Norman Bates. The story that I'm about to present to you is from the original movies and not actually Bates Motel. And I didn't go to the lengths of verifying every aspect of canon for this as some might. So just the fictional story of a boy and his love-hate relationship with his mother. Norman Bates was born on October 16, 1932 near Fairville, California. His parents were John Bates and Norma Spool. Now, not much is known about Norman's father or his life, but Norma's childhood was less than ideal. Her father was abusive and her mother drank, keeping herself sedated, most likely due to the husband's abuse. To try to cope with her surroundings and her situation, Norma began becoming kind of controlling and manipulative. She was also very religious and displayed severe paranoia. It was implied that Norma suffered from schizophrenia and narcissistic personality disorder. Now, Norman was extremely close to his mother from the beginning. She preached to him about the sins of the flesh from his very early years. She drilled into him that all women, apart from herself of course, were whores. So Norman Bates lost his father at a very young age. Sources vary with regards to what happened to him. One says his father abandoned his wife and child when Norman was still an infant. Other sources say that Norma's sister, Emma, jealous that he had not chosen her over Norma, killed Mr. Bates. And still another source says that when Norman was six years old, his father was stung by many bees and he died. This same source also states that his face was so horribly disfigured that a handkerchief had to be wrapped around his head for the funeral. Regardless of how or why, Norman Bates was raised by his single mother from a very young age. Again, no siblings because this isn't Bates Motel. Norman and his mother lived alone, nearly completely, both socially and spatially, isolated from the rest of the world. 
they developed a very unhealthy and codependent relationship, quote, as if there is no one else in the world, unquote. They spent all of their time together, and as Norman got older, their disturbing relationship became incestuous. She would sexually arouse him purposefully, then order him to put on women's clothing and called him a girl. When Norman was a teenager, he and his mother became fully sexually active. Soon, Norma became pregnant and performed her own abortion. Now, incest is completely taboo and can bring on a strong sense of guilt and shame to its victims. These victims often experience depression, self-injury, substance abuse, increased suicide rate, damaged ability to have relationships with others of the same gender as their abuser, trust issues, and identity issues. The list is long. So, not too long after this situation, his mother met and began dating Joe Considine. Norman was just seething with anger and jealousy, knowing his mother was sleeping with Joe. And then they quickly announced that they were getting married, and Joe talked Norma into buying a motel. As you can imagine, Norman absolutely hated his new stepfather because he taunted Norman with explicit and lurid stories of sleeping with his mother, and he also bullied him. At one point, Norman stomped outside and confronted his mother about it while she was hanging laundry outside to dry. She told him that his being born was a mistake and that she hated him. This threw Norman into a murderous rage and he decided that both Joe and Norma had to go. So he put arsenic in their tea and then he waited. Norma and Joe died an agonizing death. Death from arsenic causes vomiting, abdominal pain, bloody diarrhea, damage to the brain that leaves the victim acting confused, convulsions, and even death. Now, of course, Norman made this look like a murder, suicide, and was taken to a hospital for, quote, shock for observation. There, he immediately began to try to block out what he had done to his mother and his personality, already fragile, sort of cracked. He displayed three distinct personalities. Norma, to help him cope with the loss of his mother. Norman, who was a child and still very dependent on his mother. And then himself, a functioning young adult who was able to perform daily tasks and take care of himself. So effectively, Norman developed dissociative identity disorder. After suffering severe emotional and sexual abuse from his mother, this was how he compartmentalized the trauma. It used to be known as multiple personality disorder, but it's characterized by the maintenance of at least two distinctive and relatively enduring personality states. So, so once Norman, Norman left the hospital, he immediately stole his mother's body and staged it in his basement so that it looked like she was very much alive. Sometimes he would dissociate and believe he was Norma and would put on her clothes and a wig. 
However, he was now the proud owner of the Bates Motel, and he took great pride in keeping it up. Norman would occasionally meet girls and women that he liked, but when he became aroused, his mother's disturbing words would come flooding into his mind about how unclean they were, that they were all whores, and that he would be compelled to murder them. Then, once the act was over, he would become himself again and be quite upset at all the blood and as confused as to why his mother would be murdering these girls. In December of 1959, a now 27-year-old Norman Bates was tending to his motel as he had every day for years and years. But on this particular night, it was raining heavily as a car pulled in. A woman named Marion Crane stepped out and came into the office to get a room for the night, to which Norman set her up in the room next to the office. Norman invited Marion to have dinner with him in the motel office, to which, inside of his mind, Norma threatened to kill Marion if he allowed her in that office. But he found out he was overwhelmingly attracted to the woman and he ignored his mother's threats. After they ate and Marion was back in her room, Norman went into the room adjacent to the office where he had drilled a hole in the wall where he could see through to her room. Norman watched as Marion showered and his body responded. In fact, his body's reaction to Marion began to upset him, so his mind began to switch to the Norma personality. He then changed into one of his mother's dresses, put on a wig, grabbed a kitchen knife, and entered Marion's room. He stood there just for a moment, then ripped the shower curtain open, startling her, then stabbed her repeatedly and killed her. Afterward, he wrapped her body in the shower curtain, put her in the trunk of her own car, and pushed it into a large pond. Days later, Detective Milton Arbogast came to the motel to search for Marion, as her sister, Lila, had reported her missing. Norman told him that he'd never saw the woman and that no one had stayed in the motel that night. Of course, the detective didn't believe Norman's story. He let himself into the house to look around, the main house, where he was met with, quote, Norma, who killed him. Now, Marion's sister, Lila, and her boyfriend, none other than the Sam Lewis. Yes, you heard that correctly. This is the same Sam Loomis who would go on to be Michael Myers' psychiatrist. So when Lila and Sam had not heard back from the detective, they decided to come to the motel themselves and check things out. Norman subdued Sam and put his mother's clothes on again, becoming the Norma personality and went down into the basement. Lila then saw the real Norma's desiccated corpse in the chair just as Norman had began attacking her. Sam saved her just in time. Norman was then arrested and placed in an undisclosed mental institution where he stayed for 24 years. A psychiatrist at the asylum diagnosed Norman as insane, his mind completely dominated by Norma. Police later went on to find Marion's car in that pond. 
After a long and arduous court battle, Norman, who was now 49 years old, was finally released from the asylum. His release was protested by the friends and families of his victims. His psychiatrist, Dr. Bill Raymond, accompanied Norman back to his home above the motel, which was just how he had left it. The motel was being run by a local man, a Warren Toomey. Toomey was running drugs and prostitution through the motel. So Norman began working in a local restaurant where he befriended an elder woman named Emma, who was the cook, and Mary, a waitress that he worked with there. Now Mary got into a fight with her boyfriend and Norman told her that she was welcome to stay at the motel for the night. Norman saw Toomey allowing drugs and prostitution into his motel, so when they arrived, he and Mary went on up to the main house instead. There, Norman began making Mary a sandwich, but became nervous when he saw the knife in the drawer. The next morning, Norman confronted Toomey at the motel, where out of nowhere, a dark figure slashed and killed Toomey. Norman wasn't the one who killed him. Mary's mother just happened to be Lila Loomis. You remember? Marion's sister. Mary's mother, Lila, is the one that killed him. Indeed, Sam and Lila had gone on to have Mary as their daughter. She also started calling Norman and pretending to be Norma. She had snuck into the house and furnished Norma's old room exactly as it had been intentionally to drive Norman over the edge. But Lila was eventually murdered by another dark figure while in Norma's old clothing. Norman's psychiatrist reminded Norman that his mother was dead, even showing him her remains and that Lila and Mary had been working together to try to get him recommitted. Now, believing that Norman was beginning to lose touch with reality again, Mary then put on Norma's old dress, intending to force Norman to face his fears. She began to sneak around the house, but was surprised by police coming into the house and was shot dead. By now, Norman was beginning to have auditory and visual hallucinations as well. Since Mary had been carrying the knife that had been a recent murder weapon, Norman was believed to be innocent. He was now alone in the house again. His boss and the cook of the restaurant he worked at, Emma, paid him a visit to the old house. As they chatted, she began to tell Norman that she was his actual biological mother. She explained that Norma was her sister who had raised him because Emma had been mentally unstable and institutionalized. It was at this point that Norman had heard all he cared to hear. He took a shovel and bludgeoned Emma in the head, killing her. He then took her body upstairs. He embalmed it and created another, quote, mother idol to idolize and watch him take care of the motel from her window. Now that he had created another mother idol to watch him from the window upstairs, he resumed his duties at the motel and life went back to normal. Well, for him at least. 
A reporter named Tracy, who had been researching Norma's story, came across information that Norma's sister had actually been Norman's mother. She went to the hotel and began to interview Norman. Norman began to hear his mother's voice telling him to kill Tracy. He struggled to keep control over his own personality. Tracy then begins to tell Norman about how Emma and Norma, his mother and aunt, had had this love triangle with his father. And when Norma had given birth to him, Emma had kidnapped infant Norman because she had convinced herself that he was her and John's baby. She was eventually found, arrested, and institutionalized, and Norman was given back to his real mother. Now having this breakthrough, he ran upstairs and destroyed the mummified corpse of Emma. Tracy, witnessing his breakdown, called the police and they arrested Norman. He was put back into the mental institution where he remained for the rest of his life. Or does he? A fourth and final film shows us that he's been released from the institution. He met and married Connie, who was herself a psychiatrist. Life was going pretty well when Connie told Norman she was pregnant. He began to panic, believing the child would inherit his mental illness and decided once and for all that he needed complete closure. He was scared that he would go insane and kill his own child. He was also unsure that he even wanted to have a child, period. He called into a radio show and told the host that he was afraid that his mother would, quote, repossess him and that he would kill his wife, Connie. Norman took his wife to the old house and he did attempt to kill her, but she was able to talk him down, stating it was completely his choice to crack and become a murderer again. She told him that their child would not be a monster if they carefully raised the child with love and so on. So as he began to realize that he does have the freedom of choice, he drops the knife that he had been holding in his hand. He then burned the house down, almost not escaping the flames himself, and he and his wife left. Norman exclaimed, I'm free! Now, Murder Fam, we all know about Norman Bates, right? We know he's based off of Ed Gein, which I do have a podcast on. He is a beloved character in a television series, Bates Motel, which is no longer making new episodes, but I enjoyed it. But we must remember that this is a very sort of Hollywoodized picture of mental health and not entirely accurate, but it's a fun story nonetheless. Leave me a comment on the YouTube channel or a message on Instagram and let me know what you think. And most of all, happy October and thank you so much for listening. I love you guys.